BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. And it starts right now. <laughs> oh, welcome back. I'm furiously trying to get one of my dogs to come back here. Luna, just sit, sit the fuck down, will you? It's not, whatever it is, is not that important. Okay. Anyway, it's welcome okay. back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers, by writers, who hate writing. Boy, <laughs> listen to last week's episode, laughed a lot, Goldie, still laughing at your yeah. House of Gucci yeah. uh, joke about uh, being the Ricardos. That was very funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. And we have, we have a good one today that we, we teased last week. Today, we have a guest. Yes. We have a guest. We have someone who is incredibly funny. I think... Uh, I would describe her as a brassy dame. Can you say that on the day after International Women's Day? A brassy dame is here today. Um, She's won more Emmys than I can count. Goldie and I have both worked with her for years. She's awesome. She's fun. I'm staring at her face right now. Yes. She is from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) And family guy, Alex Borstein, is here with us today, and we are excited. Oh, she made a noise. She's there. She's really here. He said my name right. He said my name right. I know you're petting your dog. Like, I know you're petting your dog out of frame, but it looked like you were masturbating. (laughs) I am petting this dog that will not settle, but, you know, whatever. She's here. I love her. I'm very excited. Oh, my God. Incredibly excited for today's guest. Um, Yes, so we are going to be talking at length with Alex coming up, but she's been nice enough to uh, agree to sit and listen to our bullshit up top, which I will start the bullshit today because it it is piling up back here on the East Coast. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may remember that we have a lot of construction going on at our house uh, here on Cape Cod. So relatable problem already. A relatable problem. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. having construction on their vacation home. I mean, I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> and and the people that do have construction on their vacation home also have a guest house that they can stay in. So they all get what I'm talking about. Yeah, We're, and they're suffering because they're living in their <laughs> guest su- house. The supply they can't chain. Go into their regular vacation house. I know. It's really, it's, you know... I feel with my brothers in the Ukraine. We're all going through oh, stuff God. right now. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> so I, I anyway. would tell you to take that out, but... No, if, don't. If, no, if, I mean, maybe this gets canceled, then we just don't have to do this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's great. No, don't take that out. Make me sit in it. 
I need to learn more lessons. So anyway, long story short, we're we're in in this these smaller quarters waiting for the house construction that is going to be a nine month process. How many months in? We're we we're about six and a half months in now. So see you know, in twenty twenty four. I know, I know. You feel like you can smell the barn, but who the hell knows? So anyway. Oh, and by the way, the entire construction project started because uh, my wife, Tall, noticed that one of the burners on the stove was not working properly. Oh. So then that turned into the whole house must go, must <laughs> yeah. change. Because and I, and this I also bet one there's burner nothing, was flickering. There's nothing these blue-collar Cape Cod construction workers like better than working on a Hollywood writer's <laughs> second home. <laughs> they must be bringing their best every day to that. Uh, well, guys, guys, I don't want to take cough syrup before we go there this time <laughs> because I want to be moving at top speed to get this guy's second home in the Cough syrup? You're living in the 70s. It's all fentanyl out here these okay. days. No more cough syrup. Oh, boy. No, but these guys are Family Guy fans. They've they've brought that up several times. So they're they're excited to be right. nailing shit on a roof when it's 20 <laughs> degrees outside. Anyway, they only like the most racist parts of it. Yeah, sure. That's right, probably true. <laughs> so, in the midst of this construction, Tall decided that we needed to have a pool here. Oh, and must which have. is the must have. Kind and just of interesting. to set the picture, yeah. you live on the water. Yes, <laughs> okay. exactly. We live, you know, twenty paces from the ocean. Yeah. And and not the open ocean, a cove, which is right. like nice and warm in the summer. It's, anyway. And on Cape so, Cod, you can use a pool maybe 10 days a year. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <true>? Generously. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. So, of course, I lose that debate and, and we start the process of like, well, while we're doing this other construction, we might as well do this pool thing. The pool thing required a separate contractor, a different guy who Tall brings in. And I met him, and he seemed like he was kind of like a little bit skeevy, and I wasn't sure if he was legit. But he he was Mr. Jokester or whatever. So the project's going. Nothing's happening. Like, the house is under construction, but the pool stuff just never seems to be getting started. Like, not even a... uh like it, a backhoe or anything. They didn't even no, dig the hole. No, no, no hole, which as okay. as it turns out is probably a good thing. So no. then there are a lot of excuses about supply chain and, you know, the things that everybody says now when they don't want to do work. So finally, Tall's away on a meditation retreat last week. I'm sitting here. It's really the only opportunity I have to watch the local Boston news because nobody else likes it except me. So I'm watching it. And they launch into one of these consumer fraud protection reports for their area. And they start interviewing a woman in the Berkshires who's like, my back deck, the contract, it just disappeared. You know, it's like all this kind of stuff. (laughs) Then they start interviewing these people around the South Shore and Cape Cod area and like, these four know the story all too well. They're all suing this man. Oh, no. Picture of our contractor. (laughs) Just on the news. Just there he is. And I'm sitting here like, oh. And I instantly hit record, you know, to to just get it all down. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, first of all, I'm shocked. And then I'm like, I knew it. (laughs) And then the third thought, as anyone in a marriage will tell you, is, aha. I have won. I I have a winning hand in this one game of poker. I've got just got dealt aces. 
<laughs> and so I'm I'm waiting to talk to Tal later that day because she calls to FaceTime with with our daughter, you know, a couple times a day. And then at the end of the FaceTime, I'm taking the phone like Mr. Swagger here, like, by the way, <laughs> I happen to be watching the news tonight. And then I, I spell it out. There was our contractor on the news. She goes, oh, I know. <laughs> what? Like, I, 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 so, yes, like, I'm glad you're laughing at that because it was the perfect... Like, just t- Tall has me off balance at all moments. Like, I think that I'm closing in for, like, a, a killer combination, and I just get jabbed in the nose. Like, I'm just like, oh, what, what? My whole game plan out the window. So you and wanted it, to be defrauded. No, so, well, that's what I said. That was my follow-up, and she had an answer for that, which was right, I'm sure. She was like, no, I didn't know when I hired him, but he's been very honest with me along the way about it. And I think he needs this job with us to like restore his image. (laughs) So it was like, you're in some sort of sports movie with this guy where it's like, (laughs) right. I can start building this pool. I can build another pool. It's his time. And another pool after that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be back. I'll get my license from the state back, which was revoked as they mentioned on the news. So he Um, can't build your pool. Right. Well, I think, you know, the laws don't, the laws of man don't apply across the bridge on the cable. This is the part of the movie, the end of Act 2. I'm going to build a pool without a license. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, I found that to be an interesting conflict where somehow, I, even being dealt aces, they were cracked by, by a 2-7 offsuit that somehow I, hit a straight. I feel like there's a missed opportunity here because I feel as though you were born to be interviewed on the local news about fraud. So I feel like maybe we should just take the opportunity. So you, sir, have dealt with this contractor. Yeah. And can you tell us your experience, please? Well, I, I mean, I, I do the accent. I knew from the start that he, uh, you know, the guy wasn't showing up on time and uh, the, the longest lunch break I had ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> He, I knew he had a bunch of ragged equipment in the back of his truck, and uh, his license plate was out of state. Those were some of the clues that I was picking up on. So we talked to your wife, and she said she knew all this, <laughs> and is still proceeding anyway, but she has faith because he needs this pool. Your response, please. <laughs> well, uh, let's just say that uh, my wife and I disagreed to disagree on that point. Uh-huh. <laughs> I disagree. Okay, and we did some further digging, and are you actually married to this woman? Actually, we have what's called a common law union. Uh, <laughs> we've been suckling off each other's teeth for about a decade. <laughs> and so by the laws of God and the state of Massachusetts, we are, yes, in fact, technically married. Oh, it's, I, it's, yeah. See, I think you'd be good at that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for my opportunity. I feel like I was um, just on WBZ. I, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's what sucked with me. What sucks with you, Goldie? Well, no, I, I, it was, we, you told me some of this this week, and then I, I feel I was similarly defrauded on a smaller scale. Oh. I can't prove it, but I, I'm beginning to, to put together my case. So I'm a, you see, if, if you can see this clip, I'm in a different location than I normally am. I'm in a, I see Lloyd with you. Yeah, yeah I'm on a romantic it. vacation with my dog. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I need some time alone. I'm also taking the dog. So we're down uh, in Encinitas, which is a, a nice little surf town. But so Lloyd, uh, my dog, my pug, he needed some grooming. So I, before I, I got a dog, I'd never heard of this. But you, you go to the groomer, and one of the options, like you can say, I'll, I'll, I'll shampoo him, I'll trim the nails. And then kind of down on the list is 
uh, will express his anal glands. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know what that means, but seeing it on a list of things I can pay for and won't have to do myself, I go, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, express throw that the in. anal glands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what, I, I, don't even, I don't even care about the price. As, as much as this costs, if there's a thing I, that I just learned about called expressing anal glands, Upon hearing about this thing, I realize I don't want to do it, it right. myself, and I'll pay any price to avoid it. Yeah, so of course. We check. It, t- tell what it entails. I don't know, and I don't <laughs> want to know. I'm I'll tell you later, okay. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. Part of yeah, what I'm paying Alex for is right. to never know what that is. I just don't want to know. So Right. And so we bring him in, and they supposedly express his anal glands or whatever. He gets groomed. He looks very nice. And then my wife... A few days later says, you know, I noticed some white on his butt and um, I don't think they expressed his anal glands. Oh, no. And so I'm thinking like, I kind of want to put my dog under my arm and march into the place. I don't think you expressed his anal glands. There's no way of proving this. right? And so I think that there's fraud in the pet industry going on nationwide <laughs> that they've invented this thing <laughs> called expressing anal glands which someone like me looks at and just knows <laughs> i'll throw money at to not do and then they don't do anything and they tell you oh it reminds me of i had this i had this idea for shark tank that i wanted to do where i would go on and offer a chunk of my business and the business was that for a hundred dollars i will guarantee if you give me $100, that you'll never shit your pants again. And if you do, you get your money back. <laughs> That's a good scam. That's what this is. It's, it's, it's me telling you. So you would go like, well, I would pay that to never shit my pants again. But I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just believing in you. And then offering you your money back in case. So I, I, I don't know. Like, I think you should call the local news. And the next thing they should do is expose the fact that no one's expressing any dog's anal glands. <laughs> we spoke to a Lexington man who had some questions about his local veterinary yeah, practices. He comes back. I don't notice any difference in his anus. I'm looking in there 20, 30 minutes, and it just appears the same as when I sent him over to the place. So you tell me, Jack. You tell me what you think they're doing in there. I love that we got a little Leno in there. There was a little yeah. Leno it's in a, that. It's a Lemonster. It's kind of a, yeah. a land Lemonster. I love that. That is so funny. Well, by the way, the, the, the big baller vet move would be if you came in with the dog under one arm saying he hadn't, if he just said, smell my finger, pal. Oh, God. <laughs> like that would, it would have been over then. He would have, been, he would have so called So you haven't learned what it is yet. You still don't well, no, but I, Alex, I we're, we're gonna to. let we're gonna let Alex tell us because I believe I know what it is, but I I think it'll be funnier coming out of uh, Alex's mouth than mine. And now, did we want to talk here for a minute about or for a couple minutes about licorice pizza? We've been talking oh, I didn't about watch it yet. You didn't? No, no. That I'm... was your one job. I thought we were going to talk one about job. it this week. I love that. No, I we thought can... we were going to wait to talk about it after Alex. Because... Well, we can do it next week. Yeah. If, Sorry, apologies. Let's do it next week because no there's, there's a lot to There's a lot to it. Yeah. I mean, JC, you know, you show up for class. You don't do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I was You're jeopardizing focusing... your B plus here. <laughs> I was focusing on Alex being our guest. So I, I watched oh, some boy. Marvelous Mrs. Mason. Hey, listen, so. in, oh. in all fairness, all right. in all fairness cool. we, we asked you to watch watch a 40 hour movie. I know it's true. It was very long and it was one of those movies where I kept pausing it and I went to get like a glass of water or something and I'd pause it and it would be like, 
an hour and 20 left. I've been yeah. like, I've been watching this thing for, uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't want to watch how I felt about it. It was the opposite of the Sopranos finale where you're like, wait, Meadow's in the car and there's only two and a half minutes left. Like yeah. this, they can't resolve this in, in a way. It's like, look at you go, what? Two, I'm like, I've been watching an hour. And All right, we're, we're, tipping, we're, we're tipping our hand right. and, and Goldie, yeah. remind the people what you call that movie. Lick Pete's. Lick Pete's. <laughs> Gotta be. I Lick love Pete's. that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Well, let's liven things up a little here and get moving, and let's roll right into Johnny Joe. From Encinitas, California, here's Johnny Oh, <laughs> and we're back. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I will say uh, before we started that I, I somebody sent me a, jo- a Johnny joke uh, this week on Instagram, which I'm I'm not using, but I may in the future because it was pretty good. Is this the one that was um, emailed to us as well? Maybe. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know. Okay. His name was like Jeff Evergreen yeah. or something, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a very good job, and I'm sorry I got your name wrong just now, but you, <laughs> you did a, a funny one, so. Do not hesitate to send us any and all suggestions, uh, thoughts, Johnny jokes, top five suggestions at uh, typical disgusting display at gmail.com. And Goldie's got that phone number somewhere. 310-896-8274. That's 310-896-8274. I think his name and was the- Ian Fettergreen. Ian, Ian Fettergreen. It's a good name. name. Yes. Goldie, were the phone lines lighting up this week? Didn't check. Okay, thank you. Amazing. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> let's get into the Johnny jokes. I will check up. this week. That was good work. Guys, I'm super busy. I'm in Encinitas <laughs> yeah, with my dog. On a surf trip. At my you had to bring a throw pillow to Encinitas. You're very busy. <laughs> Look, he right. has so few things he likes that I brought his thing. Aww. Yeah, of course. I get it. I, get I it. want him to have a good time. He is. Uh, Look it at it him. seems like he is. He's very relaxed. All right. All right. Let's get into these. <clears throat> All right. Skeletal ladies man, Pete Davidson, <laughs> oh boy. is in talks with Jeff Bezos to be on the billionaire's next space flight. Yeah. Uh, experts believe the discussions can mean only one thing. Pete Davidson is banging E.T. <laughs> 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 that not only blew, it blew up one of my jokes. To oh, sorry. It took someone <laughs> down with him. Yeah. Well, no, you get a chance to top it now, which uh, I'm sure you will. It won't. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, boy. Here's a uh, boy. We're getting old, folks. Singer Lou Reed turned 80 years old this week. Yeah. The uh, Velvet Underground frontman celebrated with friends and family. And the highlight was when they all gathered around the cake and talked happy birthday. Oh, God. I thought you were going in the direction of take a wheel on the wild side. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> take a wheel on the wild side. They're both equally okay. <laughs> Here we go. There's well, a cake like... made of black leather. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, all right. I just got so excited by nothing I lost my spot. Here we go. 
A group of scientists have changed the name of an invasive insect from gypsy moth to spongy moth in mm. order to avoid any ethnic stereotypes. Yeah, and uh, if the change works out, Tyne Daly will be starring in the Broadway revival of Spongy this fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's and last funny. one, last one. Uh, hope and a prayer here. A Ukrainian woman is being hailed as a hero after she downed a Russian drone with a jar of pickles. Yeah. Ooh. When reached for comment, the woman explained that she's no hero and that when it comes to defending her homeland, it's dill or be dilled. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. we pa pass them off to jo Johnny number two. Look at my that. bloody hand passes yeah, the baton. Very, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, just to clarify, Lou Reed already died. You know, he, he's, he would have been 80. I thought yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. So. Yeah. yeah, boy. Wow. Keep Gee, your, not keep, so fucking funny now, huh? Keep, yeah. your, keep your clarifies to yourself over there. Talk all of about, a sudden. Talk about fraud. All of a sudden, she's clarifying. Everyone's got their hand in the honey pot. No okay. time for licorice pizza, but got time to knock down one of those jokes. <laughs> Thank you it very much. Funny. Talk about taking down something with a jar of pickles. She just, <laughs> she just dilt you a blow. Wait, I have First joke of the day. First joke of the day. There we go. I love that the four Johnny jokes went by and there was no first joke of the day. There we go. Good. Well, one of my favorite topics here, gas, the price of gas. Gas is now over $7 a gallon. Wow. Easy. Yeah. It's now so expensive. How, How expensive, expensive is, is it? it? It's now so expensive. I watched NASCAR this weekend and the drivers were carpooling. <laughs> <laughs> yep, let's clear it out a little bit. <laughs> a lot going on. Wetness speaking, and dryness in all the wrong places here. Spe speaking in Flemish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. As part of an upcoming mission to Mars, NASA is preparing to study sex in space. Yeah, they're very serious about it. The uh, the first step is finding one of those suits to fit Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, I did ruin it. I'm sorry. It's ruined. But, uh, you know, if NASA's able to accomplish this incredible achievement of sex in space, their next improbable mission is getting my ex-wife to have sex on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Very Johnny. Okay. Johnny married a lot of women. Yeah, yeah here we go. Uh, Netflix has cut off service to Russia. Yeah, it's uh, it's the worst thing to happen to Vladimir Putin since his ex girlfriend changed her password. <laughs> okay, and finally, and finally, and finally, Prince Charles. Oh. Prince Charles. Is loaning millions of dollars to his brother Prince Andrew to help Andrew pay his settlement in the Jeffrey Epstein case. Yeah, uh, Andrew swears he'll reimburse his brother as soon as he's able to extort Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Fun jokes. Wow. Maybe our best week ever. Uh, boy, those are those are torturous for us and I, maybe I this week that, for you. I heard that the News Center 5 is about to investigate us. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those aren't well, jokes. 
more local characters. Yeah, did you see this investigation? This was so stupid. Um, Are right, they jokes or sentences tonight? <laughs> tonight. <laughs> they claim they're Johnny jokes. So we're excited today because we have a fantastic guest. Dare I say the best guest we've ever had. Let me shit on our other guests. <laughs> because I think this is by far... If you want to just judge it by Emmys, for sure. Fame. Fame. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So... Let's give a warm welcome to our good friend, Alex Borstein, who is joining us today. Hello, Alex. Hello. (laughs) Hello. You finally get to speak unfettered. You're unchained now. You put your, you're all the way to the side. Is this like an artistic choice? No, no, nobody really sees this. They just hear it. And and I'm sitting closer to the mic. I got you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I want you to hear every Jewish inhale. Hi, Alex. Hi. <laughs> oh, I don't. I didn't want to step on your Brenda Vaccaro with the inhales. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> now, is that just it? Because you have done that in the Family Guy room, and now you've done it. Actually, recorded it for Family Guy. This Brenda Vaccaro thing. Like, do you remember that she was in a commercial for what? Tell us how that stuck with you. She was in a commercial, and it was like when I first started doing stand-up when I was a youngin. It was one of the like impersonations I did, which is why I was never a very wildly successful stand-up because I'm a 16-year-old doing impersonations of fucking old people that no yes. one has heard of. But nope. yeah, it was just uh, her going like, ah, I'm Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> and I just love new Tampax tampons. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> They're delicious. That was the whole bit. Just I had never heard tam- that. I didn't remember that. Well, I felt line. like that would one. be cause for the dryness if she's eating tampons, right. perhaps and <laughs> sucking all the fluids out of her fucking throat. <laughs> That's a great bit. It's a great impersonation, even without it, a punchline. T- for a sixteen-year-old to be doing that, yeah, I know. Yeah. You were very I was a mature. Weirdo. Like the first concert I ever went to was Johnny Mathis with my parents. Like I was a weird kid. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, just rushing the stage for chances are. Yeah, I was like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah, you had no idea what was no. going on in Johnny's real life. Yeah, so that Brenda Vaccaro bit is is hilarious, and we're going to talk a little bit about commercials uh, later in this episode with our top five, which is exciting. But Alex, most people now know you, see you on the marvelous Mrs. Feel Maisel. Feel me, touch me. Touch me. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, That's no, awesome. this is this show is a huge hit uh, on Amazon Prime. If yes. you're living under a rock and didn't know that. And it's just, it's been this this juggernaut for you. And it's it was written by Amy Sherman Palladino. That, is that right? And yes. as I like to, As I like to say, hats off to Amy Sherman Palladino, please. Hats yeah, on she, and off. She, nice. And off. She wears a lot of hats. Now, I, when I watch this show, because this, I, I really like the show, and it's absolutely one of Tall's favorite all-time shows. She has the date circled on the calendar when it's coming on. You know, she's all in on you. And the show. But Amy Sherman Palladino is kind of known for her, like, fast-paced dialogue, right? Yes. Is it something when, when you're doing the show, is she very particular about it? Do you have yes. nightmare memorization things where it's like... Yes. Y- yeah. It's almost yes. like an obstacle it's course. It's not only, like, pages and pages long. Like, her scripts are, like, you know, 90 pages long for an hour. Oh. Wow. And you have nonstop, you know, monologue kind of things, and she wants it 
letter perfect, like letter yeah. perfect. Like she doesn't want you to say cannot if it's can't. So it's really fucking hard. It's a nightmare. Yeah. But wow. then it must be that thing where like, okay, she's a taskmaster and she wants us to do these hard drills. And then season one, it's like you're taking every Emmy home. So it's like, well, I guess we're doing this now for <laughs> forever. Like, I guess she's right. Yeah. Yeah. You just do whatever she says. And, you know, yeah. Amy Sherman Palladino came into my life because Dan Palladino was a writer on Family Guy, and he ran the room at one point. He was my boss when I was in the writer's room. And oh, he was yeah. like, hey, you should read my wife's script. At that time, it was Gilmore Girls. You should read her pilot. And that was the beginning of Whoa. my kind of friendship with Amy. So it's been oh. like over 20 years that I've known them and worked with them. Were you That's ever awesome. on Gilmore Girls? Yeah, I was on the Gilmore. I was originally Suki. I was cast as Suki. Oh, wow. In the pilot. Yeah. And then I couldn't get out of my mad TV contract. So okay. Melissa McCarthy played Suki. And then yeah. I came in and played a bunch of other different weird characters. Right. Okay. Oh, or that's two, interesting. two different characters. Right. That's awesome. crazy. I did not, did yeah. not know that. Did draw. not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, tipsy mongoose go wee wee in your wigwam. Uh, what? <laughs> it, now when you did, I'm assuming you had to audition for Maisel. Yes. What what was that process like? Did you come in with like, this is my idea for this character? Or was that also like, I need to go in and nail exactly what she's written for me? And did how did you feel about the audition afterwards? I was, I had just decided to leave LA and was moving to Barcelona. And Barcelona, Amy said, are you really moving? Because I want you to read this script. I want you to audition for this part. And so I was like... All right, I'll read it. And then I was like, God damn it, it's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so then I flew to New York and auditioned for it. And no, I mean it was it's all there on the page. And I kind of was like, here's what I, how I think I'd do it. Right. And then I just kind of dressed in what I thought would be in the vein of Susie, but not like a costume. I just had like slacks and a button-down shirt and yeah. like yeah. Oxford so shoes and and then I, I read and then they brought Rachel in and we read together. I was going to oh. ask that. You had, so you had a chemistry read. That's what they call yeah. it in the biz uh, with her. <laughs> and because Tall pointed this out several times along the way watching the show. She's like, you and Maisel are the real couple in the show, like whatever is going on. It's yes. like you guys are like the lead yeah. couple. Yeah. So I'm sure they wanted to see how you work together. And was that a good first experience with her? Yeah, it's a womance. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. Yeah, no, it, it was it was perfect because we just uh, it's kind of like a dance partner. Like we had a, exactly the same rhythm and could totally move, but we're completely different creatures of and have totally different processes or whatever. Yeah. Like we're yeah. very different animals, but we are we're good dance partners. And it, yeah, it worked. It worked kind of off the bat. That yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel like puzzle like, pieces that like. Were you match. nervous when you go in? I mean, because you knew everyone. I was so nervous and I forgot it was, I flew in to do the audition. It was like two days, you know, and then went and flew back because I was about to move to Barcelona and I forgot to pack deodorant oh, no. and I went in and did the audition and <laughs> completely sweat through. I had huge oh, no. ring kits and I think they were like, nice touch. Like, <laughs> I think they thought like it was a character choice that she's, she doesn't wear deodorant. It's 1950 something and she's a tough girl and, but. I was so incredibly nervous. It's harder when you know the people in the room, actually. 
Yeah, right. I would imagine that because they're expecting something from you and you're probably scared, like, <laughs> I'm not going to give them what they want. I have, I had this one awful experience. One of the worst auditions was for Gary Janetti. Oh, no. Years ago, oh. Gary had It was some... good. I'm sure he was just so <laughs> condescending. After Thanks, him. Alex. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> uplifting. It was, it was, I think it was like Sherry O'Terry. He wrote a pilot for someone. Maybe it was Sherry O'Terry. And there was like a friend part you know, a chubby friend part or whatever. So he had me in and, and I did the audition and I did my take and he goes, what are you doing with your voice? Oh no. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, stop that. Just stop what you're doing. Just do it. And I was, then I was just completely thrown off. Right? Off the rails. Oh. What you are know, you there's doing? A, there's a connection actually in, with, with Mrs. Meisel and me and Gary. Oh, there the, he said it wrong. Uh, Maisel, I knew I, whatever I choose, it's, it's Schrodinger's cat. It's dead. Totally. The I it's the box, dead, I promise. I pronounced it wrong. Hey, give Gouldy a break. <laughs> give Gouldy. <laughs> go on, Gouldy. I'm listening. Listen, once once you go bald, I don't. You don't expect anyone to remember anything about you. Um, so so Gary and I both went to this William Esper School of Acting in New York in the '90s. And the guy who was both of our teacher played the butcher in the Mrs. Maisel Meisel. Oh, really? And so I just, just watching it, it was like, hey, that's the guy who taught me to act. He's like, quarter pound of Chuck. Wait, is that the guy who did the acting exercise with you and Vincent? Uh, No, because that was in a movement workshop that I paid more for because it was really important at the time to just be doing as many things as possible um, but I, yeah. it's just so funny when you see oh that guy taught me and then it's like and there he is doing one line as a much one of one of my teachers i went to hollywood high school in oh, california yeah. and <laughs> one of hollywood. women that worked at the school it was like a performing arts and her name was carolyn demersian and her claim to fame is she's a bartender in blade runner Oh, wow. oh That's God. Cool. And it was like, you know, watching, like, there she is. Like, she's huge and famous. And like, I was so excited. Oh, God. We had, but my, my drama teacher in high school was just absolutely the most joyless, angry, clearly like a lesbian who was not allowed because of New England to like state that. So she was married. Oh, okay. to, and, and she just used to do this thing where after rehearsal she would just deliver notes on a note card and she would drop them at your feet you know like (laughs) saying saying what you did wrong and then dropping them at your feet and she often would make like a real meal if there was somebody she particularly wanted to humiliate she would save like their eight note cards for last and be like missed your cue on scene one flubbed line 37 Failed to close the door behind. You know, it was just like, oh my God, stop! You're killing him. Like all, all the all the drama kids afterwards, just like Miss Clark, man, fuck her. Yeah. So acting teachers at every level are pretty awful. I think it's I, I actually liked this guy, but it was just it was just funny that that's you know the guy who just rode my ass so hard for two years. You know, told me everything I did was wrong, and then it's just like, well, now you're just like literally getting some ground chuck for someone. <laughs> yeah. <on the> screen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Alex, so to get back to the show a little bit, mm-hmm. in, what is it like? Because you've, you've now won Emmys for, yes, li- yes. for li- many, many, <laughs> tell us how many, by the way, in total. Well, it's combined. Kind of Com- no, just say it's, combined. It's kind of three and a half. Oh, nice. I, I won a, 
Emmy for being part of Pinky and the Brain that I used to write for. But oh, wow. when you're part of a group, they just give you the certificate. So there's no, yeah. there's no statue. So I, I yeah. don't know if I count that, but, I count but otherwise three. Okay. So what is it like winning an Emmy for something live action versus winning an Emmy for say Family Guy, which you've, you've done both? Um, well, the Family Guy one, I I think was shooting and couldn't actually go to the ceremony. So it was different in that regard. I wasn't there and picked picked the trophy up on the same time that I got the other one. So I was like, fucking fisted, walking around. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you know, Family Guy is something that's been in my life for since what, 1997 or 98. And it's like, it's a piece of me. So, so that felt so fucking good for that reason. Like it was yeah. just something that, that was like family. It was like getting yeah. something for being a member of a family, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so it was, it was, they're both, they were both pretty special. Did you have like, when you go to the ceremony in case you don't win, do you have your reaction prepared so they don't catch you going, you know, making some weird face? Are you aware of that? <laughs> When the, my favorite Emmys so far were the ones that we couldn't go to because of COVID. Yeah. And so they sent over these camera packages and like a tech person with a camera and you were supposed to record yourself. And I was in Barcelona. And so I went to Ikea and I bought a bed and I put oh, it together right. up on the roof, on my rooftop <laughs> and had a nightstand and flowers. You can like look, look for this clip. Yeah. and. Got my, I wore a blonde platinum wig. I just lost my fucking mind. I was like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> no one's watching. Um, and I was laying on a bed drinking whiskey with my dog when they announced the winner. And I did a bit going like, what the fuck? And they actually caught that camera. <laughs> so that, that was kind of a... Perfect. That's all people want to see. Yeah. They just want to see moment. anger. They want to see anger. What Legit. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, I remember when you when you won for Maisel and you gave a very funny speech and you like to include this one detail in all of your speeches. So we, it's sort of a public service announcement for ladies. So would you care to, to spread that information here on our podcast? Yes. my You know, when you go to a public restroom, sit down, ladies, because if you sit... We can all sit. <laughs> Anyone, you know, you hover thinking you're you're being cleaner and then you piss on the fucking yeah. seat and then the next yeah. girl can't sit because you've pissed on it. Yes. And yeah. You start it every day. Someone cleans it. Just sit yes. down. Yes. I know. I love that. I love that I like you that. you have a national audience and you take the time to, <laughs> to spread that information. It always seems very funny to me. It was so important to me. <laughs> I, I, you can feel it. You can feel the passion. Did it just uh, happen to you before you had gone up on stage or something? And No, oh, it's just something that always that makes me... It just didn't make me insane. And I did feel like if I'm ever in front of <laughs> this is your platform. This has to be said. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's great. It's such good information. Um, and now yesterday was uh, International Women's Day. And um, I know you sort of have this attitude like you don't give a shit and you're you know going to make jokes about everything. But do you feel like was there anything interesting for you about playing this strong woman character in an era when women were sort of, you know, overlooked? Like, did you feel like you were you had an opportunity to kind of empower that character a little bit or did it just naturally happen through the writing because i feel like you 
are kind of like a a symbol of like a, a very strong woman now and a lot of it is because you know you're you're kicking so much ass on Maisel and family you know raking in Emmys and did you ever think you would be someone like that after being someone who kind of just makes jokes about everything for a living um I mean well it's look you know Amy wrote her she says she wrote her with me in mind but there's also a lot of Amy in there and there's a lot of like people Amy knew that like ran comedy clubs and Sue Mangers was a, a real agent of the time that she that she you know studied to to help you know with with this character but yeah I think it was just kind of like um any woman in comedy feeling like she has to kind of have a little bit of a layer you know I don't know yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly no but. no it's okay I mean it's okay if you don't give a shit about women's power that's fine I just thought <laughs> I'd give you an opportunity to speak up about it I just thought it was interesting I mean, that our your true power is in the pussy let's be honest yes. <laughs> bingo bingo um, you can dress however you want you can talk however you want but you know it's the power of the pussy yeah um, well no, observed it's, it's, well observed I, I mean you know I like thematically I like the idea that that you know Rachel is trapped her character midge is trapped in a lot of the corsets yeah. figuratively of literally yeah. girdles mm-hmm. of that time and of life and Susie's free to kind of move about the cabin and um what it affords each of them and right. you know the way midge looks gets her into certain rooms and that Susie would never be invited into but Susie's right. able to barrel through you know auditoriums that midge can't get into so it's it's that's why i think they're kind of an interesting pair yeah. They are. I also it's a like, great pair. I like the fact that that Susie being masculine as a character, the your character isn't like totally put off by people saying thinking you're a boy or a man. You're just like, whatever. This is just who I am and deal with it. It's not even part of your everyday resistance. You're just like yeah, just let me in. Yeah, I gotta get a, I gotta get yeah. a job done. Yeah, I think it, you know a tree doesn't know what the fuck kind of tree it is. It's just like give yeah. me some light and some water and let's do this. <laughs> yes, uh, nice. <laughs> How long does it take every day to get into costume? Is it longer than we think, or is it just put on those no, clothes? No, it's very very short. I'm very very lucky, but the yeah. girls have those girdles and they have to wear very true to the period undergarments and it takes them hours to pee if they have to pee someone has to help them and i have <laughs> yeah i've got like briefs on and <laughs> regular bra. Yeah. that's perfect belt yeah it's, i'm very lucky perfect all right well congrats on all your work on that show yeah and that's yeah. going good great stuff. yeah and also I... about expressing expressing the anus yeah of a dog. please let us know about the tell goldie what expressing anal glands i is. have a yorkshire terrier and i this is my second one and i will admit to you some people are obsessed with like dr pimple popper and watching that <laughs> yeah. i love expressing my dog's anus and i will oh. do Lloyd, i will do lloyd's next time i see oh. you oh that's a oh. great offer yeah so explain it <laughs> what it is, is okay so they, so they have their little anus right like yeah. this yeah you have to go up with your fingers and there's like a fleshy meaty part and you squeeze it almost like a little zit and it goes does it have to be my fingers <laughs> And it's a bit, what? it's a bit mustardy. It's mustardy brown. Oh, it's so beautiful! <laughs> oh, and you do it, yeah. you, know, you do it while you're washing them. I, some, uh, you'll use little gloves, you know, and you. Oh, I have to use gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Dealer's choice. <laughs> I can't, so you, I can't, I can't raw dog it. <laughs> I believe in you. I think you can, Goldie. 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 <laughs> um, so you've done that a bunch. I've done it a bunch. I okay. kind of love it. I'm not, I, 
You're I don't know if that's a... controversial. Right. It's very do you, controversial. Do you bring your dogs to Spain? Like that must be impossible. I did bring him. Well, to her Spain. dog's like this big. It's not. It's you can you can carry it on. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can carry on Lloyd. By the way, he would crash the plane. <laughs> like there, there would be no way he would behave himself for even an hour. In well, the sky. I give my dog a little. They give him a quarter of a tablet of a sedative. Oh, oh that's well, then he would so probably he... just shit in my lap. <laughs> and then, like, well, I thought that you were gonna accept a hundred dollars to prevent that. From <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> She's got you there. You're on record. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I, I did have a question, and this is yeah. just getting back to when Alex, Alex, when you were in the Family Guy writers' room. Were you the only woman at the time when you when you started there? And what was that yeah. like? What was that like to be, you know, writing comedy in a, in this? I room? think I think that's part of like you know like the role of Susie or things like that. Like I I spent so much time. I have two older brothers. You know, grew up Chicago Bears fan and doing you know being immersed in a lot of typically masculine or male things, and yeah. then what, did some stand up and the most the comics at that time were all men and boys and and then the writer's room I was the only woman so it was definitely smelled like a gym so it always smelled like socks and socks in there but you were comfortable it was comfortable it sounds like it was still a comfortable place for you because you were used to being around that energy all the time yeah I was yeah. and and the things that would probably bother any other woman I just I probably didn't even notice yeah yeah, I, I I, by the way, balls and socks is a good candle scent, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just to remind masculine. you of your brothers or the family guy writer's room. That's, it's so interesting that you say that because I, I've noticed most women are just kind of tuned in to smell like gross guy smell, whereas I feel like guys have gotten kind of nose blind on it. Yeah, that It's makes like sense. you live yeah. in it, so you're like, no, this just smells like a room. And they're like, oh, it smells like balls in here. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. guess I can't argue with you that they are in here. <laughs> it did smell like balls. <laughs> now, how did you get hooked up with Family Guy in the first place? I worked on a show called Mad TV, Yay. which was yes. the, the applause, you know, applause, red-headed applause. stepchild uh, versus SNL. And people that ran that for a time were Adam Small and Fax Bar. Adam Small was married to Leslie Small, Leslie Collins Small, who was an exec at, at Fox. Oh. Right. And she was developing Family Guy with Seth. And they were originally going to do Family Guy as interstitials on Mad TV. Did you know that? Wow. I did not. Like a Simpsons. No. That's what they wanted thing. to do, like Tracy oh. Ullman with The Simpsons. Yeah. Right. And Seth was so smart. They, they wanted to own him. And he was like, no. That right. doesn't sound like a good idea. You shouldn't own this. And thank God he didn't. Yeah, and he's and he's 23 at the time. So that's crazy to be able to make that wow. decision at yeah. that age. Yeah, he was very yeah. smart. and. I think Leslie steered him that way, too. She was on his side, and she came to me at one Fox publicity event and said, hey, do you do, like, voice? You do voices, right, and voiceover? And I was like, sure, I'll do fucking anything. Yeah. And yeah. I have this thing. We're doing a pilot presentation. Would you come and help? And so I showed up at a studio in Santa Monica and met Seth. I have photos from it, and what's great is we both have wow. the same fucking haircut. <laughs> we both have this like our bangs are just like this like a bowl cut yeah <laughs> i'm in overalls and and he, he was like showing me the picture of what lois looked like and then i was just like okay well what about this voice and and we just kind of did the voice of a is cut that voice and, someone like is it you know like a teacher or someone you it's my cousin with, or is it it's my Long Island. <laughs> and at the time i was doing I mean, a live sketch show at acme comedy theater 
doing a sketch called Magic Man that was written by my friend Jeff Lewis that I kept trying to get hired at Family Guy as a writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote that. this sketch, very fucking funny sketch about a Jewish guy who comes home and tells his parents he doesn't want to be a stockbroker anymore. He wants to be a magician. And I You're played right. the mother. And the voice that I did was this of my cousin, and it was very slow. Okay, so you, you want to be a magician. Okay. But, but you also want to be a stockbroker, right? You're still going to do the stockbroker. Like the whole thing was crazy. And I, I thought the wig I was using was red, and I was, it was like, this feels right. Like, should I just do this for Lois and... Yeah. Was, well, it was right. He said, just speed it up because the episodes are 22 minutes. But Right. Um, but yeah, uh -huh. she just got faster and higher. But that was basically it. That's awesome. And did you, when you first worked with Seth in that meeting where you both had terrible haircuts, what did you go away from that meeting knowing you had the job? Or no. did you feel like, okay. No. And it was funny. Seth was like this shy kind of like artist geek at that time and didn't have a huge amount of friends and, and, like I was, my friends were having a 4th of July party and he came out to the party at the beach, but it was hard because he wouldn't drive on freeways uh, uh, coming from like Glendale. And so it took him like six hours to get there. And there. It was too loud. And anyway. Um, oh, he hates the beach famously too. But we, you know, we stayed friends and then he had to, Fox wasn't sure if I was the right person for it. So they had him audition everybody that to their ever, credit. <laughs> to ever their credit. lived. And they auditioned a million other people. And then I think Seth fought for me and I got to keep the job. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. It you, is sometimes you, so vexing what they think will be good and work versus what actually is good <laughs> and works. You know what I mean? The fact that like someone wouldn't just hear that right away and go, yeah, no, of course that's it. <laughs> like, Seth and, famously said, which was very kind and meant so much to me at the time. He was like, I just have said like this other voice, this person's more famous and more, but I think this, I think Alex is a better actress and I want the person to be able to act. I want it to actually have you know if we if we do episodes that have any moments i want someone who can actually do that and that that was a I nice wish compliment someone would expose that like celebrities in animation no one cares and then just <laughs> get the people who do the best funniest voices and act well i yeah, honestly I, like you see every movie and you go it's this person it's, it's like whatever they're like a talking duck who gives a fuck i just want to hear a funny fuck, fucking yeah. talking duck Brad Pitt, is, Brad yeah, Pitt like, is a talking penguin. Why would he? And like, they don't do it right. Like to, when you see someone like, like you, Alex, and then when you like go watch these movies, you know, it's like, I'm lucky enough to hear someone do it correctly. Like, you know, all the time. And then I go watch these things with my kids and it's like, why didn't they just get you or, and yeah. people like you who are very good at this? It's so frustrating. It's really frustrating for the voiceover community. Cause like when I first was trying to break into it, you know, I made a tape, you had a demo reel and, and they had three tiers and it was still kind of doable to make it to the top tier. You know, you do this commercials right. and then, then you could possibly get like a daytime. And then there's this thing of features and it was small, but it was possible. And now it's, you know, that tier is not even available for like voiceover artists who've like trained yeah. and worked at it their whole lives. It's really rough. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, we, there's some studio exec like, well, we could pick Fred Tatashore or Will Smith. Like, right, right. Who's the executive going to pick? But Tatashore does better voices. So there you go. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so... That's showbiz, huh, kids? That's showbiz, folks. <laughs> oh, don't get Goldie started on this business of show. I mean, I'm, I'm still <laughs> angry from earlier in the podcast. We sat in a room with Dan Palladino for three years. He never thought of us for anything. <laughs> I know. He never said, oh, you got to look at these guys and check them out and do anything. I know. Well, what, would, what, would a, what place would a couple of middle-aged Jewish guys have in a show about New York? <laughs> Where would we fit in? There's no room, for, no room for you. <laughs> I no think room. the words too authentic came up. <laughs> we know what that's code uh, can, for. Can, can you please stop eating the locks? We have multiple takes. <laughs> you could leave some on the plate. <laughs> oh, Alex, last week, uh, Goldie remembered a thing from Dad's where Peter Riegert had a scene where he had a soft serve ice cream cone. And we did seven takes of the scene, and in each take, he ate the entire ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> and you loved I, it. Yeah, I love that detail. One of the great moments, one of the great acting moments of uh, <laughs> the last hundred years. That's yeah. like Rachel. And Rachel Rachel eats anything they have in a bowl on set that's a prop. She like will move through the entire bowl of it. <laughs> wow. Good for her. Yeah. It's amazing. Good for her. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. And, I don't and, touch but, a thing, and I'm three times a size. <laughs> Go figure. It's the metabolism, my doctor says. But Alex, you're you know you are. We so look forward to episodes, and there are more and more. I will say now, episodes that are Lois centric episodes on Family Guy, and I think, boy, it only took us about seventeen, eighteen years to realize that we can give you the ball for an entire episode and you're going to score 50 points. You know, it's, it's, if you understand the sports analogy, but, um, I thought you were going to say I was going to lick it. Oh my, oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, different ball. Do, 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 have you, is that something you've noticed? Is that something that do you, what, do you like it? I guess that's an obvious question, but do you like it when you get a family guy episode and you see like, oh, okay, I've got like, 110. This is a Lois episode. Or do you say, I get paid the same? (laughs) (laughs) This one only has five. This is better. I don't have to memorize it, so it's golden. Um, That's true. I will say I get most excited when I'm playing a bunch of characters and something's new and silly or insane or an impersonation I haven't tried before. And like sometimes that's really, really fun. But of course it's fun when Lois gets stories and like building her her weird yes. backstory and finding out more about her. I'm still pushing very hard for a musical a musical. I know. Yeah. I love that. And and we talked about this. So just to clarify for our listeners, uh Alex has been mentioning for a couple of years that she would like to do like an entire musical episode of Family Guy, which I think is a fantastic idea. But I see one huge problem. Huge. And I think you, you, huge, <laughs> huge. A huge problem is that Seth used to be in the room when we would write these shows. You know, for the first seven, eight seasons, he was there. Or I forget how many. But he was there for many seasons, would oversee every line, and especially when it came to music, because he has such strong opinions about music, he would oversee that process. My concern is we throw our heart and soul into something that we work on for a very long time, and it's a musical episode, and he gets it, and he hates it. And I think uh. there's a very strong possibility that that would happen, just because he, he, you know, he has an incredible musical ear, and so if you if you misstep anywhere, it's going to start to unravel the whole thing for him. I would love to do that with his involvement. Do I see that happening? Well, really. it, it could be it could be like a mom sitting in the living room, and we're in the kitchen situation. Like, 
Yeah. You and I have had some success. We've had vasectomy and we've had we've had some fun musical successes together writing. Yes. And oh, that's you're right. And it's possible that you and I are, you know, close enough. We know mom's in the living room. And if mom hears us starting to dick around with it, going like, no, 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 no. I'll let me do that. I think we yeah. might be able to suck him in. If yeah. we're like, here's the concept. We think it's a two-parter or maybe it's a feature. Maybe it's a special. And it's <laughs> called Spooner Street. And it's <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And the common enemy comes and we've all got a band together to fight him. And one of the numbers I think is blah. And yeah, it's in space. Don't you, think, <laughs> don't you think he'd get sucked in maybe? I think I think you're part right. I think just including him at the beginning, and honestly, Seth is very non-confrontational, which um, many of us are, many writers, cowardly writers are non-confrontational. But if you go to him and say, hey, Seth, we were Alex and I, we were talking about maybe trying to do this musical episode, he would probably say yes off the bat and then just be quietly angry about it the rest of the way. So we would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But would he be so excited about it? I don't know. I'd forgotten about that vasectomy song. You know song. what? Better to I not forgot that try. we worked on it. Yeah. I mean, I'd go. <laughs> yeah, just hearing it. Shocking just hearing opinion. what you're saying. You're saying you don't want to put your heart and soul into something. Like it. So better <laughs> yeah. to put neither your heart nor soul into anything. And, I uh, think don't. But Strive. I don't know. I think that if there's like enough little pieces that it might excite him and be like, well, let me let me take a stab. Hold on. And then. Yeah. And then before you know it, we're in his living room swabbing our noses and <laughs> coming in in the uh, sort of E.T. hazmat suits yep. form for him. Uh, well, I, I love that idea. And and JC brought up before you were in the writer's room for many years and still even up until very recently were consulting producer for us, which is just a fancy word for for writer. And I always like I, I always so looked you know how in a writing staff, especially as big as family guy, you just naturally sometimes have people that you're like, all right, I, I I'm not that thrilled about this gag room. Like, I, I don't know about the, you know, the six people that we're going in with. I don't know if I have that much confidence in our ability to, to get this done. Whenever I was put in a room with you, I always felt like we had a really good chance of getting something really funny. And I think awesome. that's because you have, I mean, you're a fantastic actress, but you also have the, just the absolute crude and mean and hilarious mind of a family guy writer <laughs> like you you couldn't you couldn't be more you know, better suited to to that role of being a family guy writer because being a comedy writer is one thing and being a family guy writer is there's overlap but there's a little bit of difference there there's a little more of a meanness to it and i feel like you brought that and it was it, so I hate to say refreshing because that makes it seem like, oh, my God, now a woman's saying it and it's crazy. But there was that feeling because this was the late 90s, early aughts when, as I've said before on this podcast, women didn't really matter as much. Oh, my God. And when you were Cut. when you were in the, she's, yeah. Alex, Alex is nodding. Just she agreed. Keep, Verbal agreement. I just the, I the left guest. for a minute and this is what I come back <laughs> I to. I know. Why did you leave in the middle of the podcast? What happened? Um but you you being in a room, you always added like very funny, hard jokes. And Goldie and I have talked on this show before about that's what you want from people in these gag rooms. Like you don't want people saying like, well, what if we moved these paragraphs around or do we need this spot? It's like you want somebody there who's going to pitch funny, hard jokes. And you always did that. 
Is that something that growing up with two brothers uh, and your parents were just kind of cooler and fun and you guys could always mess around like that? Or were you like that in high school with your friends or was it both? How did that all start? Yeah, I mean, it was always like to get a word in at the dinner table, you had to be quick and you had to be sharp. And there were a lot of sharp tongues around the table. And so, yeah, it was kind of, you know, my mother, my mother is an immigrant. And for the first, I don't know, 40 years of her life, she was like very felt like she had to be a lady. And then she, once she kind of all of a sudden let loose, it was like, oh my God, she's filthy and she's, <laughs> yeah. she's a huge presence. And so, yeah, I kind of grew up with it. And I think just wanting attention, being the youngest. Yep. Uh, I tried to be the comic relief. My brother's a hemophiliac. There was a lot of drama and hospitalizations and I would, you know, make really dark, awful fucking jokes. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, it was natural. I think... I think more than that in the writer's room, though, is I was just nuts. Like I would get punchy and laugh and pit yeah. performing and, you know, it would be one in the morning and and I'd just be like Danny and I would just laugh at something for 20 <laughs> minutes and at least bring like levity to the room and just yep. like I got such joy out of terrible pitches, too. Like I love laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there are plenty of those to go around. Yeah. Go ahead, I mean, go I always felt the second I could get out of a writer's room like if someone said we want you to be an actor instead i would instantly go like bye and there would be like a looney tunes pile of clothes <laughs> falling. The floor. and so i wonder do you like is the acting just so much better because they give you the stuff it's written they give you the clothes and then you get to go do this thing or do you still like the writing because i i would i hate the writing so i'm, I'm curious <laughs> to hear your impression of it i definitely like being able to do both. I think the feeling of the, the feeling I don't like is feeling stuck anywhere. So sometimes when you're, you know, day after day after day coming into the writer's room and feeling like it's endless and there's no light that, that would get to me after a while. So for me, I have to kind of bounce back and forth, but feeling yeah. guy, I mean, that writer's room is, was just for me anyway. And at that time, really fun and nuts. And, and I agree like the next writer's room that I worked in, that was, that was full time was shameless. Um, and it was, you know, a very different animal, but I brought that dark cuckoo stuff, you know, it was the only other place that they were like, well, this is kind of interesting. Cool. Uh, you know, and yeah. right, right. In a family of total scumbags. Yeah. Fit right in that and writer's room. Yeah. It was really good training. The, the thing that was nice about that room is you, we met three days a week and the other days oh, you could love it already. You were off writing. There was a lot of like, go ahead and, you know, work on your outline, work on your thing. And that's the dream. Yeah, it was, that's great. It was a good. It's funny you bring up laughing late at night with with Danny Smith about some badge, and like Danny's the perfect person to kind of spotlight in that because he, I, I love him, and he's been in that Family Guy room forever, and he has such like a, a boyishness to him where he will go with giggles, like he loves. Yeah, yeah, scratching his head. <laughs> I remember one time we were we were in a uh, at the Montreal whatever Just for Laughs festival, and we were in a van going to the event together. And Danny sometimes does that nervous tick where he just like picks the side of his nostril oh, when yeah. he's talking. It's not like, oh, it's yeah. not like he's picking. And uh, he was saying something to you and doing that. And you just interrupted him. You're like, you realize you're picking your nose right in my face, right? You, you understand <laughs> that, right? And he was like, he was so unaware of it. But when you were laughing late at night with Danny, I feel like, was that where that bit came from about the attractive girl with the terrible laugh that you do it was danny and chris sheridan 
God, that was so funny. Will you will you give us a little bit of that laugh? Because that just cracks me up. So it's like a very that we drew this very attractive girl who then gets tickled. <laughs> and uh, does it start normal and then get lower? Is it? A- yeah, 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 yeah. It started normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i hear that laugh that's loosely based on my best friend karen that's great and and (laughs) possibly it's so weird (laughs) and possibly later in life lucille ball we don't know it could be could be both of them anyway you continue to have just such an amazing run at family guy and and we're all incredibly thankful that you are the one performing those words because you really make them sing and you cover up a lot of shit that we don't get right because you nail it in the booth. So thank you very much for that. Um, But I wanted to, before we get to our top five, which is probably going to take roughly 40 minutes, um, (laughs) I wanted to sort of talk about you before the pandemic, you were doing do you call it a one-woman show, a show of your own? What, how do you want to? What do you want to call it here? Because you're going to start doing it again soon. Yeah, it's kind of it's musical stand-up. It's these two guys I met in Barcelona. Like Barcelona is a city of two million people, six thousand of which are Jews, and I found one and a half of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we started doing musical comedy bit together, and we did it in Barcelona, and then Madrid, and then we went to London for five days, and Dublin, and Cork, and. And it was just the coolest. We we got to kind of tour, do this international tour. Uh, That's awesome. Of this weird show. It's it's not quite one womany. There's some storytelling. There's stand up, and then there's a lot of musical bits, original music, and yeah. some parodies. And but yeah, we're 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 gearing up to start doing it again, and we're going to be shooting it for a streaming service near you. <laughs> that you said you were prepared to name right now. No, I'm kidding. You said no. don't, don't ask about it because you can't name it because these are such high-level deals. Now, will you be? Will that be touring the United States? Will fans here get a chance to get a look at that? Nope. Yes. <laughs> no, we're going to shoot it in New York, hopefully in the next coming months, and then it'll be available to see in the comfort of your own home wearing sweatpants. Yay. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. That is the best way to do it. Well, Alex, you're awesome. You're a great guest. You're a great sport. And now, um, thank you, because you're going to be joining us for this week's section of the show we call Top Five. Top Five! <laughs> and Alex, did you know that's us singing? That really is. Of course it is. That's the whole reason you did this podcast. <laughs> I know. That's right. She knows. She so we could it. do our little song and dance. <laughs> Um, anyway, so this week's top five categories, uh, JC, this was your category. So tell the yes. folks what we're going to be talking about. Top five jingles. Oh, That's it. great. great <laughs> Just category. an awesome category. Endless. It is a good, endless, it is a good category. Thank endless you. material. And now Alex, as the guest, I will give you a choice. Would you like to go first? Would you like to go somewhere in the middle? Would you like to go last? Uh, and do, and do feel free to. Do we do it in rounds? Can we go around and do one, and then another person does another, and and we. Oh. That might work just for this one because it's yeah. songs. That's that, pretty like, good. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I love that suggestion. Okay, cool. Here's so, to good friends. Ooh, nice. You started. Kind of special. That was my beginning. Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, I love that. The and so, is that your number five? The beer you pour. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your number five? Come to think of it, I'll, I'll have, have a low and brow. No, it's a Heineken. <laughs> no, it's a low and brow. 
Wait, oh, it is? Here's yes, to good friends. Here's to good friends. Oh, oh no, wait. So, was that... so tonight, tonight, let it be Lowenbrow. You're right. Come let... to think of it as Heineken. But yeah. so tonight, tonight, let it be Lowenbrow. Let it be Lowenbrow. You're right. So, you're so no... is, is yeah. that your number five? My number five is Lowenbrow. Oh, it's okay. Lowenbrow. Okay. Great. My dad used to drink Lowenbrow. What a depressing beer. Is it even available <laughs> anymore? I don't know. It's just like this gross can. Uh, the lion's brew. The lion's <laughs> brew. Very With good. the umlaut Very over it? Yeah. yeah. Lohenbrau. Lohenbrau. Hey, Lohenbrau. Okay. Um, Do you think next to the number five? <laughs> I'll, I will go, I'll go next with number five. So okay. we'll go Alex, Alec. Got it. Then however we want to do you last two. Okay. So number five, and I had so many honorable mentions, but let's just get re- I was going to go with Kit Kat. But no, there's a better candy bar ad, which is Hershey is <laughs> real milk chocolate. I love that Hershey bar. Hershey is something special no matter where you are. Anytime you want delicious chocolate. There's no need to go looking very far. Because <laughs> Hershey is <laughs> the great American chocolate bar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Excellent laugh. And I love it, by the way, in the ad, because I watched the ad a couple times in prep for this. Yes. And they end the ad with like a, a Native American, but clearly like a modern Native American, because he's wearing the, the jean jacket. <laughs> and, and his kid up on a horse on the edge of like some stunning vista in Death Valley. So it's like we're giving them their country back with this with this commercial. Here we here's here's finally time for some payback in the seventies. I have to say I did not even remember that until you just started singing it. Yeah, I didn't either until such a good one. I got the so, well actually I sent it to J C this yeah. week because yeah. there's a like a seven year old Asian girl at the beginning of the ad who I yeah. was like, Wait a minute, JC. I didn't like know me. if we were allowed to cheat and like watch stuff. I thought it was just like oh, what you were about. Oh. Sorry. You well, did pretty no. well with Low and Brown yeah. for not cheating. That's great. No. Well, except I no, no, no. She Heineken. screwed up. Yeah, she mixed it up with Heineken. All right, who's next? Who's next with number five? You want to go, Goldie, or do you? Want... Sure, I'm gonna go with a local. Nice. Oh, Alec will know. I don't know if anyone else will. Hey, where are you where going? Where you going? I'm going, going to Thompson's Clam Bar because that's where the tastiest clams are. Is the seafood good? The best by far. Let's go to Thompson's Clam Bar. <laughs> that's amazing. Bravo. I love that. Yeah, that just that they had a piece good of music. Great hook at the opening. Hey, yes, I'm listening. Where you go? And there's this kind of campy spoken word thing in the middle. It's just what it's just That's weird. great choice. That's great. All right, JC, what's okay, your Okay, so five? my number 5 will be really specific to Canadians and I only know it because I'm married to a Canadian and he and his family have sung this for the past 23 years that I've known him and his family and this is Buns Master. Buns, 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 master, buns, 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 master. Ooh, ah, tastes great every day. And then it's like a, there's like a whole chorus. It's amazing. But what is it? What's buns master? What is it, master? coffee? No, it, buns master is literally like, it's a bakery. Oh my <laughs> it's a oh, local wow. bakery. It's amazing. That's Google great. it. It's a great Great. I God, thought I it was that. maybe German trainer who says, I am Buns Master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get your Buns Master. <laughs> I wish it was. Uh, all right, number four from Alex. 
Don't give me that so so soda, that same Ooh. old cola. I want a rock and roller. <laughs> I want a pop pop pop. I want a wow. Shasta. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you I for not looking for... these up. That's I had, <laughs> I had forgotten about that ad completely, but the that's best. that's a good one. We drank that's a good one. It was cheaper. Yeah, well, amazing. it came in the eight ounce cans, the canlets. Oh. The cans. The mini cans. You get them at the uh, school infirmary. Have a, have a, a Shasta ginger ale. You'll feel better. All right, number four. Oh, this is so fun. <clears throat> There's a style in your life no one could ever deny. You're on your way to the top, and along the way, you've always known just who you are. Where you're going, you've always known it. Where you're going, it's Michelob. Oh, oh, my God. God. Wow, that's a deep that, cut. I don't remember that. I love that. Yeah. They used to play those ads actually during SNL when I used to record them on a Betamax, oh. so I would see those ads a lot. Awesome. That's very good. <laughs> it's very this good. one is is just at the heart of my 1990s stand-up, one of the, the, the most audacious jingles of all time. <laughs> Tums, 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 tums. How dare they? It's just we we give two hundred fifty grand to a jingle house, and the guy comes in and goes, "I got it." Tums, 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 tums. It's very close. Oh God, that's great. The audacity, the fact that they bought that is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so my number four is. I want my baby back, baby back, oh, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Earworm. Baby back, baby yes. back. I remember that one. Baby back, back, baby. Oh, yeah. There was a whole, you can watch the whole like making of that song on YouTube. I remember for some wow. reason I got stuck watching that one. Like, you see all the session musicians and everyone, wow. they're all very into it. Why not? It, it's an earworm. Yeah. All right, um, Alex. Now, is the goal as we get to number one, should it be more something you have not heard of or one that everyone, like, what's the, what's my goal? No, it's No, I think these are just your, your favorites. It's your, it's, it's individual. Yeah. But, yeah. but they're, they're supposed to get to where my, my most coveted should be number one. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is theoretically. Weird, this is one I couldn't find anywhere, but I swear I remember it. Tell me if I'm insane. Awesome. Okay. Hoosker okay. do means do you remember? Oh, I remember Hoosker, that game. Hoosker, Hoosker, Hoosker do. But isn't that a band? It was also well, a band. It was a band it's a, after. It's a but game. there was a game. A memory yeah. game. <gasps> okay, so I don't oh. remember the ad. Ironically. Wow. <laughs> I hope your listeners will let you, let us know if I'm insane. I think oh. I'm yes. too young. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but oh, boy. this will be one if, if David Goodman is out there listening. He'll be like, oh, yeah. That's there. That's there. That's there. That's there. That's there. Liquids. Liquids. All right. So my number three. We talked last week about Juicy Fruit, which would have been this slot. So I tried to fill it with something that kind of occupied the exact same space in my mind, which was, give me a mountain and nothing to do. Give me some sunshine. Give me a do. Give me something special and cool. All I need is sunshine and smooth, refreshing mountain do. Yeah. <laughs> So I That's weird. Love I don't that know ad. that one. It was yeah. the same. It was basically the same as Juicy Fruit. They basically probably got the, probably same, the same session writers, people yeah. to like, ding it, get down in it. <laughs> thick, thick, it's the same. Yeah. That same was your number three? That endoublement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this one I don't think is as good as my other choices, but it reflects a specific <laughs> moment in time where there was a year where 
America was obsessed with Jamaica. And then every commercial and stuff had a weird patois. I know what this and, is. And I know so what it is. She's Kame all over <laughs> with the Miss Marilyn, the one with the beautiful skin, soft and clean to turn what a young f- man's eye. And the coconut soap is the reason why she's Kame all, all over. over. Kame. Kame all over. I Kame. Kame. I completely oh, forgot about that. Kame. Yeah, by it, the way, I thought I thought you were going to go with Mama likes to dress them up nice and fancy. What was that from? There's a whole... Industry Clorox of too. this, Clorox yeah. Too. It was, oh and then there was the Seven Up guy. Seven Up, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, there was very island. It's just a fun. It was a fun time. Right. Clorox yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh, uh, JC, what do you got? Oh, it's my turn. Uh, number three, plop plop. Fizz, fizz. Oh, oh yeah. what a relief it is. <laughs> yes. As a kid, I thought it was so hilarious. And like, do they even know what they're singing? Like, I just was so duped by it. And they couldn't have had a more captive audience than me. It's just sort of like, <laughs> right. all right. Sounds no, like really, shitting. It really is. Yeah, I mean, the sound, it's it's the sound of shitting. And it's something that yeah. helps you shit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. On so many yeah. levels, yeah. it's brilliant. Yes. It really I is. I know. Well, it was, it's weird, though, because that's Alka-Seltzer, right? Yes. Yeah, so what did Alka-Seltzer make you shit? No, it was supposed to cure it's like a like, headache or something. And, and right? stomach issues. If you had stomach oh, ailments as well. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. It seems like uh, Goldie might be having stomach issues right now. <laughs> it helps get <laughs> the gas out. Yes. Uh, okay. Get your grepsing going. <laughs> oh, God. oh my goodness. So, Alex, what's your number two? <laughs> uh, my number two. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's our asset. Um, again, I'm going to go with something that... Okay, here we go. You can roll a rollo to your friend. It's chocolate oh, wow. caramel from end to end. These are so good, That's guys. Great. Mine are so basic. And then they, they did a janky rhyme later. You can roll a rollo with your pal. Chocolate covered chewy caramel. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they really kind of changed it. But similarly, we were in the same exact area for my number two. Oh, my God. This song fills my brain with the same thing as drugs. Um <laughs> The world looks mighty good to mm. me. Cause Tootsie <gasps> Rolls are all. Oh, it is? Yes. Nice. Oh, all right. Well, we're in the Keep same going. That's amazing. No, 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 no. It's. It, I want to give you the full effect because the harmonies they put Whatever in at the end, it's like. Whoop. is, I think I, I see. Because <laughs> Tootsie Roll to me. me. I love that one. You it's too. so great. I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're. we're I love you, Alex. Oh, I love you, Alex. <laughs> Um, okay, go ahead, Goldie. What's your number, number two? Mastercard <laughs> International. That's my number one. So welcome. What? what? I bought my, my bobbles in Bimini. So yes. lovely. So welcome. I, I got like my tan in Spain. Olay. Mastercard. Oh my God. <laughs> That's my number one, Goldie. That's my number. No, no, that's well. You know my number one. What's coming? I do, I do. But that was my. And you forgot the line. I got my teriyaki in Tokyo. Oh my god! No, it was uh, last night. I was having steak in San Francisco. Tonight it's teriyaki in Tokyo. (laughs) But there's something about that song because you brought it up. I and Borstein, I know you're on board with this too. There's something about a certain era of commercial jingles that's like 
everything is like a gay 80s Broadway New York musical. Yeah, the and, best. And Master, that MasterCard International ad is, there's never a better example. It just seems like a chorus line, a kick line should be happening when they're <laughs> yes. singing that song. I love it. Wow. I love it. Yeah. All right, JC? So my number two, I, guys, you're, all of yours are way more deeper cuts than mine. Um, so my number two is um, Rice. Saroni, the San Francisco tree. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's yeah. Because I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. That's fantastic. From Mill Valley, I was like, they're saying my city in this jingle. I just thought it was the coolest (laughs) thing ever. Yeah, and like that's 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 nothing to do with San Francisco, (laughs) but no, it's just the no right. There's nothing to do with rice aroni, not indigenous to San Francisco. Not at all. I actually all. never thought no, of that. That is really very true. weird. Why it's, do we think that is? They just were like, I think this cable car would make a nice ad. <laughs> oh, maybe because they had a big Chinatown. That's I like was waiting for yeah. you to say Oh, yeah, yeah. It, okay. Yes. It had the biggest one in but the you know country what? for they, a long time. They know how to do rice. I'm pretty sure yeah, they're selling rice to Chinatown. That's really a good rice you know what, you know what, you know, good point. You know what your rice is missing? A roni. <laughs> a tender roni. <laughs> All right, Alex, go ahead. Numero uno. Well, I mean, this one is, I feel like maybe you're all going to be on board or you're going to hate me for it. Say right, so you switched by a little longer. Oh, yeah, she switched it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, make it last a little longer. Give your breath long lasting freshness. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Awesome. So fantastic. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. sure is. It is, hun. Well, since uh, mine was MasterCard International, I'll give a shout out to my honorary mention, which is I'd like to teach the, the world, world to sing in oh, yeah. perfect, perfect harmony. Perfect harmony. <laughs> I'd like to buy the world a cork. <laughs> a what? Anyway, a that's a great. Was that that was that was written for that ad? That wasn't a. It was written for that ad, and then they changed it, taking the coke out of it, and changed it into like a hit song, which was crazy. Wow, I didn't know that. Anyway, all right, Goldie, what do you got? I'm just gonna go into it. For us now, there is a personal car that has exactly what. We're looking for Taurus. Now there's an American car with a shape and a feel we've never seen before. For those of us who demand excellence in design and function, for those of us who will not compromise, Ford has created the all-new Taurus for us. For us, now there's an American car that has exactly what we've been looking for. Taurus, now there's an American car with a shape and a feel we've never seen before. Ford has seen where we're going. Ford has heard us loud and clear. Ford has seen the future, and now the future is here. Oh, head voice. Taurus! Yes! Taurus for us! Oh my god! Taurus for us! Taurus! Have you driven a Ford lately? Wow! It's the St. Elmo's fire of Jingles. That was amazing. Where was that? It was so long. That was an ad. It was the Ford Taurus came out in like 1988, I believe. They had had one minute ads back then. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Wow. I don't that remember it except for the lazy. Inc- yeah, I said <laughs> YouTube, it, it's an incredible piece of yeah. music. Wow. 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 <laughs> now there's an American color. Taurus. Um, yeah. j- okay, my number one, which we, I think we just didn't do it because it's so obvious, but for me, it's Juicy Fruit. 
Yeah. Just through, because yeah. we sang it last week. It gets but right through, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the taste, the taste, the taste is going to move, move yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, that was a very, very fun list. And uh, I'm going to let Alex Borstein go before we talk about next week's list, because I know she has places to be. She's yes. an actress, thank an Emmy-winning actress in thank demand. You. Alex, thank you so much for Incredible. being here with us today. I'm also by nice. a Taurus. <laughs> for us. It worked. That was, yes. that was really... That was well done, Goldie. Yeah, really, Goldie. <laughs> Goldie nailed it. It's a lifetime of preparation. Yeah. <laughs> well, All thank right. you, Alex Borstein. Thank you, Alex. And we will uh, talk to you soon. Bye. And, and sit, on the, sit on the toilet seat, ladies. Sit on the toilet yeah. seat. Yeah, the seat, girls. <laughs> bye. All right, bye, Alex. Bye. bye. Um, well, I'm excited. Uh, she was a great guest. Boy, yes. that was fun. And uh, I am really excited to announce next week's top five category, which can only mean Goldie will hate it. But... <laughs> Here we go. Here's this is what it is. Top five movies by a guy named Anderson. Oh. And that is harder than you think because you got Wes and you got PT and oh. you got to make a list of your top five from those two very talented directors. I, I can say that I've already made mine because I thought of the category and oh. it is difficult. Wow. So I will... Look forward to hearing uh, your guys' lists what? next week. Cool, thank um, you. But, but now uh, we're circling the drain here, so let's end this week as we do every week on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tom Gamble, for your high note. Goldie, would you like to go first sure. with your high note? Go ahead. I've been waiting 20 years to work that Ford Taurus ad. Oh, yeah. so God. That By the way, I finally did it. And you, you have the look of, you look like Jordan after his flu game. Like you just left it all out on the court. That was so great. Was I was so epic. excited for that. Yeah. Oh, that was all. You nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. I like the, I liked how Alec, you like stepped into the, the voiceover and then Goldie continued. After yeah. Voiceover. Well, that's, we, we knew the I way believe that I went. modulated coming out of the break I as well. You, you did. did. <laughs> uh, Kilborn. Kilborn loves modulation. He would have loved that. But he doesn't listen to the show. Okay. Um, so, JC, what, you got a, a high My note? My high note, week? well, you know, because it was International Women's Day and having Alex Borstein as our guest, I don't know if that was, I think that was an accidental planning, but I feel like she is a shining example of women and empowered women and, you know, doing things her own way and just sort of a trailblazer in that way and a great person to look up to for many younger people and people her age too. Very well said. Thank you. Very well said. Yeah, no, it was great having her on. And she, as I said at the beginning, you know, which is uh, International Women's Day, she's a brassy dame. Yeah. I could say she's a, she's a brassy dame. And they've come a long way. I'm, I'm happy they're voting and some are working now. She's doing terrific. It's funny, I, I have the same high note this week that I had last week, if you remember. Last week, I started watching Harry Potter movies with my yeah. daughter. She loved them. And so, of course, my, my mother, her Grammy never missing an opportunity to spoil and bring gifts, instantly drove down here to the Cape with a large set of the Harry Potter books. Oh, so I then that. that has transferred the experience to bedtime stories. And what I've realized selfishly, why I'm enjoying it so much, is that uh, there's a character in the, in the books and movies named Professor Snape, who's played by Alan Rickman. Yes. Well, it just so happens I do an Alan Rickman impersonation. <laughs> so reading the books to her 
with that impression, and she just loves it. And she now herself has been doing an Alan Rickman oh, impression at, at six great. years old. So it's very cute to hear, uh, you know, just to see her reaction to all that and to get her so involved in something. So oh, that's a nice high note. Yes, that was nice. Yeah. Well, that was a fun show. Yes. And uh, so we got to get it back at some Johnny jokes for next week, Goldie. Let's get started today. Let's just get a jump on it. <laughs> and next week we'll be back. Um, so please feel free to email, email us any thoughts at a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. You can call our phone number, which is 310-896-8274. Again, that's 310-896-8274. Leave us any silly thoughts, voices, comments, questions and we will talk to you again next week thank you two for being awesome and thank thank all of you for listening